2: Welcome to the FridayNightOhio.com podcast. I'm Chris Bevin, sports editor of the Repository. Joining me is rep sports writers Mike Popovich and Cliff Hickman. And on the phone, we have special projects editor for the Repository, Todd Porter. And we're going to bring in Todd right away. The 2018 season underway this week and a big uh, week one, starting with uh, McKinley at Harding, where you were on the sidelines as part of the Akron Children's Hospital Game of the Week, powered by iHeartRadio, where McKinley beat Warren Harding. What, uh, What were your thoughts, Todd, on what you saw from the pups?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting, Chris, and, and thanks. It's my pleasure to join you guys. And I want to thank uh, Dan Berklin and Jeff Shreve for doing such a great job tonight on the first uh, live streaming game on Friday Night Ohio. And what, here's what struck me about McKinley tonight. This is clearly Dan, uh, Dan Reardon's program. Those kids trust Dan Reardon, and, and they, they will they will follow him through a brick wall right now. Um, McKinley jumped out to a 28 nothing lead. Things went against them, though, in the third quarter. Uh, I don't want to say they lost momentum as much as they seemed to lose some rhythm and some tempo. They had some guys cramp up. You know, When you lose a guy um, like Kyrie Woody, who's uh, their speedy wide receiver, clearly the fastest guy on the field tonight, Uh, he had some cramps in the third quarter. They were trying to get him the ball. It, It affected their tempo. It affected their rhythm a little bit. So it's all of a sudden a 28 to nothing uh, lead turns into 28 to 14 at the end of the third quarter, and momentum had swung all the way into Harding's um, uh, way there. And McKinley's defense really stepped up. You know they had a couple of injuries on the offensive line that sort of affected their defensive front too. So I mean things went against them, but clearly, Chris, I mean this team now is Dan Reardon's program, uh, and, and he's in charge. You just got a sense of that tonight in. Elijah Curtis is the real deal too. Uh, this kid, uh, when you, when you have a kid who is being recruited, uh, by West Point, uh, is sort of like, you know, no pun intended, your field general there, uh, those guys will follow him in the battle as well. So this is really going to be, uh, an interesting season for McKinley. I know they lack experience. I think they only have two starters returning from last year, but this team might have better leadership capabilities than, than they've ever had under Dan Reardon, and it will be interesting to see how far that takes them this year.
2: Going to bring in Mike Popovich into the conversation. Mike, you uh, had something you wanted to ask Todd.
1: Yeah, Todd, how much has uh, Elijah Curtis really grown as a quarterback, maybe from what you saw uh, in the past to what you've seen tonight? Well, you know, I look for some things. like
3: Everybody who plays that position in McKinley, they're, they're going to be athletic. They're going to have a good arm. This kid's got the intangibles. He's got the leadership qualities. He didn't. He never got rattled tonight, uh, and clearly he made some guys miss. He turned some clear, you know, guys, uh, uh, plays that would have been seven, eight yard sacks. He turned those into big plays. There was one play where he avoided a sack tonight, and he found uh, uh, Woody on, on a. You know, Woody did a nice job of rolling with his quarterback too, uh, and he found him for a first down on a third down play. There are other times that he, he got out of the pocket, eluded a sack, and turned it into yardage and first downs on his legs. So Elijah Curtis um, is really going to be a nice player for them. And like I said, like I mentioned, it's those leadership qualities that you look for. Those are sort of the X factors that I think take good teams and make them great.
1: And going to Warren Harding, I mean, it, for, for a lot of teams, that's not an easy place to play. And you go there and you jump out to a 28 nothing lead. You withstand some adversity at the end. I mean, how big is that for a program like McKinley to get a win like that on the road?
3: It's uh, huge. And, and, and like you mentioned, winning on the road, I mean, when you're McKinley and you're going to Harding, like, like we mentioned, they're replacing this entire team up. Essentially, only two starters returning, and you take this young team, and you go to a place like Harding, Mollenkoff Stadium. is hard to play in; uh, it's dingy in there. The lights are awful, um, and they have you know, K- Karan Adams uh, tailback for Harding. I mean, what a player he is! Uh, and-, and McKinley knew that, and-, and you know, he still got his yards. He got 200 yards, and and he, he darn near was enough to uh, to beat McKinley tonight. But uh, you know that, that didn't happen. So you, you've got to give McKinley credit, as you mentioned, going on the road, young team, week one, and winning, and, and really kind of winning in convincing fashion.
2: I know you're all the way out at Warren today, Todd, or tonight, Todd. But what uh, what struck you as you were looking at the scoreboard and, and the rest of the county, what was going on back here?
3: Well, the, the the game that really struck me is uh, the Jackson game. Uh, you know, I, you, you know that they're going to replace some talent that they lost last year, but uh, I didn't expect them to lose fourteen to thirteen to Akron East. So that game, you know, kind of struck me. Um, it didn't really surprise me that had won. What surprised me. Um, was two things about that, how convincing it was, and the fact that Massillon's defense, I think, is a lot better than anybody thought it was going to be. So you know, maybe those those two factors uh, about the Massillon win surprised me a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think St. V's going to be a good team this year, but uh, it looked like the Tigers were able to kind of pull away on that one. And I think uh, with Jackson and East, it'll be uh, interesting to see as the season goes on. Is East that good, which they might be, in the last couple of years, that's kind of become the Akron team that's become real good. And, uh, you know, I think Jackson maybe could still have a pretty nice season. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back.
3: That's a good point by you with Akron East. Yeah, I think Akron East might be a little bit better than, than a lot of people give them credit for. Uh, another game that sort of surprised me, not so much the result, but again, just how lopsided it was. It was out losing on the road at Toledo Whitmer. And, you know, I, I, it doesn't really matter to me what Guano does in week one every single year whatever cloud does in week one, if they squeak by me in, in a, game that they should win handling, or if they lose a game, um, that, that is going to be a competitive game. They're always ready to go in week two against Massillon. And and that's going to be, uh, certainly a big game, uh, next week, uh, for, uh, for Star County, the Glen Oak Massillon game. And you know, Glen Oak, you know, Scott Garcia is going to have that team ready to go.
2: Yeah. That, that series has been a great one over the last decade. Ty, we really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, We look forward to hearing you next week when you're at that uh, Glen Oak-Maslin game, which will be the uh, Akron Children's Hospital Game of the Week powered by iHeartRadio at Glen Oak. So, Todd, thanks a lot. Look forward to uh, talking to you next week.
3: Yep, guys, thanks a lot. Have a good night.
2: Thanks, Todd. As we bring in Cliff Hickman here, Cliff, uh, some of the stuff going on tonight, we talked about some of the Federal League teams. What other things were jumping out to you tonight as you looked at the scores coming in and uh, what you were expecting to see? Uh, One that really
0: struck me is uh, Alliance. I thought the Aviators uh, might be a little bit more competitive than they were tonight against Hubbard. Obviously a really tough start for them. It was kind of a tough start as a whole for the new Eastern Buckeye Conference. You had Canton South also losing to Cloverleaf. That was one I I thought they might be able to uh, come out with a win. And uh, also Minerva falling to United by a a pretty wide margin. I thought that game would be a little closer than it ended up being, unfortunately. So kind of a a tough start to the new league there.
2: Looking back uh, to last night, Cliff, uh, you uh, had another EBC team playing, Marlington, home opener for the Dukes, and uh, got off to a rough start, tried to make a, a nice comeback, but weren't able to pull it out.
0: What really strikes you about Marlington is the resiliency that the Duke showed. Being down by 10 with a minute and a half to go, a lot of teams would have packed it in. Instead, they they find a way to get a touchdown, recover an onside kick, and have a chance at a 41-yard field goal as time expired to send the game to overtime. Uh, Colton Wade's kick fell just short. It looked good off the foot. I thought it was in. I talked to Coach Bo Balderson after the game for Marlington. He thought it was good, and it fell just short. But it, it doesn't take away the effort and the fact that Marlington is a really good team. As far as looking at the results and what you can tell from this first week, I think as far as the Eastern Buckeye Conference goes, I think Marlington right now I would say is probably my favorite to win the league. The defense is absolutely solid. They really contain Poland, especially that running game. The Poland running game is always strong, and they bottled up uh, Jake Rotana throughout the night. They gave up a big, uh, long touchdown, 46 yards in the uh, final two minutes, but other than that, they really held him down. He only had about 140 yards on 30 carries which uh, if you do the averages, that probably skews it because of that long touchdown run. But other than that, it was real tough sledding for him. There was there was no easy yards
2: coming out of there. After this break, we'll uh, talk more about Week 1. The Akron Children's Hospital Game of the Week, powered by iHeartRadio, continues Friday, August 31st, when Glen Oak hosts Maslin. Kickoff is 7 p.m. The broadcast starts at 6.30, Friday night... Uh, FridayNightOhio.com is live streaming games for the first time this season as Sam Berkman and Jeff Shreve provide the call on one of the area's top games each Friday night. The Akron Children's Hospital Game of the Week, powered by iHeartRadio, starts a half hour before kickoff with the Old Carolina pregame show. Again, our Friday-August 31st matchup is Maslin at Glen Oak. Looking at some of the other action tonight, Mike, uh, one federal league team we did not talk about they got off to a great start with the Lake Blue Streaks. Uh, I think people thought they'd probably win this game but wow.
1: Yeah, I mean we were sitting in the newsroom and it was like, you know, Lake was scoring a touchdown every 5 minutes and in every conceivable way possible. 76 to 6 over Columbus West tonight. Um their most points in a game uh in in 48 years. And yeah, I think people were not surprised that Lake won the game. Um, one thing that you got to remember, Lake Coming off a one and nine season, they won their first game last year, lost their last nine games. Um, I think whether you win seventy six to six or twenty four to six, I think Lake just wanted to get that losing streak, just all of that, out of their system tonight, and that was a really uh, and that was a really big way to do it.
2: Two teams you've covered a lot in recent years, Mike, for the repository Central Catholic, East Canton. Uh, they've each had playoff success. Uh, obviously, East, or, uh, Canton Central won the. Uh, state title two years ago. Uh, What were your thoughts on the way each of them got off to the start tonight?
1: Well, East Canton was able to roll to a 36-7 victory at Smithville. Um, East Canton... Featuring a lot of new faces this year. They, they graduated a, a, a really good senior class that was successful not only in, in football, but in multiple sports. Uh, they brought in Cody Vacco uh, in at quarterback his first season as a starting quarterback. He had a great start on Friday night through three touchdown passes. He also was their leading rusher. So um, we have to look in the future. You know, Nathaniel Suntheimer was uh, one of the area's top rushers last uh season and you know maybe the hornets may not have to lean on him so heavily uh if they can get a performances like that out of uh cody vacco the way they did tonight and then central catholic was able to uh, hold on and defeat bellevue uh central catholic more of a veteran team last year last year they were really young coming off that state championship team went off to uh a three and seven season um Dylan Johnson coming back at quarterback this year—the first time in a while they've had a veteran quarterback coming back in into play—and uh, they were able to hold off a, a Bellevue team that that reached the playoffs last season. And you know, if su- Central can run the ball successfully with uh, Chase Miller, Dylan Johnson, they could really have a successful season this
2: year. And obviously, always for Central Catholic, week two means Perry, so that'll be a big game, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. Remember that FridayNightOhio.com is your home for Stark County area high school football throughout the season. Stories, scores, schedules, rosters, stats, you'll find it all there all year. Download the app and don't miss any of the news about your favorite teams and players and some of the top performances on Friday Night Ohio uh, tonight. Connor Ashby for Hoover threw for two hundred ninety-six yards and two touchdowns for the Hoover Vikings in uh, the thirty-three to fourteen win over Brush. Also, no surprise for Manchester. Ethan Wright getting off to a huge start, two hundred sixty-four yards. Uh, He's had a lot of big games the last couple of years for the Panthers.
1: Oh yeah, you know you hand the ball to him, and uh, you know good luck trying to stop him. And uh, uh, he scored the final four touchdowns of Manchester's win over uh, Chippewa tonight, uh, helped them to pull away. And uh, you know Manchester, you know, it's just been such a power in the uh, in the pack for so many years, and and you know it looks like they have a, a good shot to dominate again.
2: Shayon Caldwell for St. Thomas Aquinas ran for three touchdowns, and then Luke Finnell of Northwest also accounted for three touchdowns. So some guys enjoyed some big nights tonight. What uh, What's the game you're looking forward to next week, Mike?
1: Well, it would be interesting to see how uh, you had mentioned, it would be interesting to see how uh, Perry and Central Catholic, you know, match up. Um, you know, they've had, uh, it's been a traditional Week 2 game, you know, for a while. Um even, you know, even a couple of years ago when, uh, uh, you know, both teams, you know, both teams made state championship games, uh, you know, Perry in Division Two, Central in Division V, um, you know, they've had some competitive games in the past. And, and like Todd said, you know, earlier, you know, Maslin and GlenOak has always been a really solid Week Two game, so uh, uh, it will be interesting to see uh, uh, how uh, GlenOak can rebound uh, after a, uh, a tough night at Toledo Whitmore, and to see if Maslin can, uh, you know, build off uh, the momentum they had uh, uh, after Friday's win over St. V's.
2: Cliff, what uh, what games are jumping out at you as you look ahead uh, quickly to week two next week?
0: I wouldn't say there's one specific game, but I spend a lot of time looking at the Eastern Buckeye Conference and Louisville. All those teams pretty much started out 0-1 this year, so it's going to be interesting to see who's resilient and who comes back prepared and is able to get a win next week, I think. Only uh, West Branch and Salem and the ABC in the EBC were uh, winners this week. Everyone else is uh, kind of looking for some answers. So it's going to be interesting to see how that develops over the next week.
2: A reminder, the Akron Children's Hospital Game of the Week, powered by iHeartRadio for Friday, August 31st, is Maslin at Glen Oak. kickoff 7 p.m., broadcast 6.30, with the Old Carolina pregame show kicking it off. Well, thanks for downloading and listening to the FridayNightOhio.com podcast, a podcast from the Canton Repository Sports Department. Check back for another installment next Tuesday. For Mike Popovich and Cliff Hickman, I'm Chris Bevan.
0: Just going to run this